What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Vile Files. Happy Monday night. If you are tuning in right after Listen to Your Heart or Tuesday or whenever you finally get to us, uh, another fun episode of Listen to Your Heart. I hope you guys are enjoying it. And if you are watching it and enjoying it like I am, uh, make sure you're spreading the word to all your Bachelor Nation friends out there. Uh, we got a great episode. Uh, Chris Harrison is our guest today, Daddy Harrison, to give us an update on all things uh, Bachelor List in Your Heart. Uh, talk about just kind of how the show started and, and get to know some of these uh, casting cast characters and, and you know a little behind the scenes about them, as well as some updates on all things Bachelor Nation, some of these quarantine couples that are going on, and what's the latest on Claire's season, Bachelor in Paradise, and uh, it was great to, to chat with Chris. Also, hey, Rochelle, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Uh, I'm good, you know. Uh, you know, I'm settled into my life here, you know. It's... That's one of those things I think, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I was like, hey, we're recording from home and, you know, how, and now it's just, it's the new normal, I guess, you know. You're going on Zoom dates, you said. Uh, you know, I'm chatting with people. I'm crashing a few Zooms. Um, you know, I'm just trying to keep my mind clear. Also, bonus, I got a new rug. I'm excited about that. Uh, continue to, you know, think of the positive things you can do out there and, and help uh, uh, those you can. Um, I know a lot of people, unfortunately, are just trying to get by and take care of themselves. And that's understood. And for those people who can help, you know, try to help when you when you can. Uh, other than that, let's uh, let's get to the episode again. We have Chris Harrison on. Really appreciate it. And then tomorrow, um, Ben Higgins, uh, you will definitely want to check that out. It's a great episode with Ben. And we have some really kind of personal and deep conversations I think you'll enjoy. So without further ado, Daddy Chris Harrison. Chris, how's it going? I'm good, Nick, man. Uh, just uh, living life in the quarantine, probably like you. Yeah, yours, yours, might be, yours might be a little bit more exciting. You at least have uh, Lauren with you. And I saw that you were you had your kids uh, playing games. Yeah, my, my teenage kids. My son is 18. He's a senior in high school. My daughter's a sophomore. Um, well, I guess now they've probably both graduated. So I guess maybe she's already a junior because school's over kind of. So wow. it's a mess. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel bad for him, especially. Um, both of them have kind of gone through it. They have great perspective, but being a senior in high school, you know, he plays spring sports, his sports are over, his career's over. I mean, he's that, not going to put on his uniform again and that's tough. That's a bummer. The sports aspect. I mean, look, school's important. I'm not saying that, but I mean, my senior year of of high school, the school part, you know, the senioritis or whatever, it's just like, you know, you've pretty much learned what you're going to learn. But those moments in sports, if you played, like kind of to have the goodbye, you know, like it's like if you play professional sports, like to know you retired and kind of do the tour and say your goodbyes and kind of uh, take in the moment. It really sucks that uh, he didn't get to do that. Well, for guys, um, that's that's our fraternity. It's what we belong to, and it's kind of what defined us in high school. I played soccer, and, you know, football players, all that stuff. So, you know, I think it's a little different for men. And and you go through, you know, freshman year getting beat up, and you're skinny and scrawny, and then you know you make it to the top, and you you always look forward to that senior year when you're going to be the guy. Yeah. You're a foot and a half taller than everybody. You got 80 pounds on everybody. You can start wailing and, you know, you dominate. And, and again, it is your swan song. And it was kind of keeping him focused his senior year. I was kind of glad I said before the quarantine, I'm like, I was really appreciative of sports because it's keeping him fit, you know, focused, dialed in as we kind of wrap up senior year and then boom, 
it's over. And, you know, and for a dad, I was looking forward to that moment of walking him on the field on senior night, that one last time with my arm around him and probably tears in my eyes and it's gone. Graduation gone. I mean, gone. All of it. Now that you're saying it out loud, I, I literally thought about my senior year and, uh, you know, track, I ran, you know, I ran, I played all sports, but I, track was my big one. And I trained, like I had, I had a lot of success all through high school, but I, you know, I, I want to, I won some stuff, but I wanted to win the 800 and this, my, my audience might not care about this, but like I trained all year. I mean, I was, I was doing repeat 400s in the dead of winter in Wisconsin. I busted my ass and had, they had to cancel uh, the track season, and I, I, I would have been devastated. Just truly, truly devastated. I would, I couldn't. I really, I'm thinking about it now, and even now, it's just like, wow. I really, I really empathize with the people, like the young, you know, seniors out there, men and women, and whatever it was that they were into. Those are some moments that that sucks that they can't go back to. There was like seven or eight of them, and uh, you know, I'll never forget. It was you know because it was a month ago, but the coach called them all together and then they had the meeting when he was saying we're postponing and most likely canceling this season. And, uh, you know, Joshua, my boy called me and he's like, Hey, you know, we're going to go out, even though we're kind of starting the quarantine, we're going to go out and grab one last, you know, pizza together, just the seniors. And, you know, I said, Hey, go, this is it, man. Um, so he went out one last time and that's it. That's how it, it all ends for him. Um, and he, look, he's, they, they have perspective. They understand there's bigger fish to fry right now. And there's, they, you know, they understand the greater idea of what's going on with the quarantine, but, um, you know, when it's impactful to you, it's impactful to you. That's all that matters. And for these guys, seniors in college, seniors in high school, um, it's a big deal. Um, I told my daughter, I said, you're fortunate, you're a sophomore. This is going to be cleared up by the time you get to your junior year. Um, and then on your senior, you know, you'll probably have life back to normal, but, uh, you know, no, no prom, no graduation. It's just weird. And the way we're going in California, Gavin Newsom's like, you know, we're shutting down until uh, spring of 2025. Um, he is really into this lockdown thing now. And uh, he's and so, yeah, I don't think we're even going to be able to graduate this summer. Yeah. it's, uh, it's been nuts, nuts. We're, we're adjusting as a society and it's, it's, uh, it's been tough on a lot of people. Obviously, it's it's nice to see the things that people are doing as a society to try to do their part. So, that, yeah, I mean, I think as everyone's just trying to get through it together and find your new normal, it's a great way to say it. But uh, that being said, thank thank God we have listened to your heart to to get us through uh, some of these new times. A- another great episode. I'm really enjoying this season, Chris. Uh, congrats on another quality show that. Quite honestly, I, I'm I'm hoping more and more Bachelor fans uh, give it its due attention. I, I think we were talking about before we started. You know, people are resistant to change. This whole idea of wait, what do you mean the Bachelor and music? I don't know, like stay in your lane kind of thing. And quite honestly, like it's a, it's another Bachelor show. If you like the Bachelor, you're gonna like this show. And it, I, I'm really enjoying the music element to it. You know, because before in the other shows of the Bachelor, like people try to sing. And they're not like that great at it, <laughs> but now they'll start singing. I'm almost kind of expecting the same kind of like kind of shitty performance. And then they'll sing. And I'm like, uh, uh, is it, who is it? Julia, this episode, the, the she's phenomenal. It was just like, what a beautiful, what a beautiful performance. Yeah. They did the, uh, I think they, they were with Valentine in the morning. They did, went to a morning show and, uh, they set up that, that bit with her and, uh, she started singing like, Oh my God, this woman has some pipes, but yeah, look, 
change is tough. And we've all been through a lot of change in the last month. (laughs) But one thing that's exciting for me is trying to create and start a new show as a host, as a producer. I've been in this game a long time. It is a difficult thing to launch a new television show. I don't care who you are and what franchise you're from. This is the way it goes. You start kind of slowly and then it builds up steam and people find it. People find it. That's how, that's how this game goes. Um, you know, anyone who thought you're just going to come out and hit another home run right out of the gate, that doesn't happen in this business. I've been at this a long time. And so luckily I have the perspective, but it is a great show. And for all of us as producers, crew, we knew we had a good show. We know we have something on our hands and now the people will find it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not worried about that. I expect more and more people to watch it. They'll stream it. They'll find it on their streaming services. When you know, sometimes it's like you need the 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 kind of kick to be like, oh, do I want to give it a shot? People are resistant to change, <laughs> and I like it. You know, I think going back to the whole sports thing, I like it when people when I'm an underdog. I like when people are skeptical, and people were very vocal, like I am not watching this show. There's no way. And then Monday night, people are tweeting, "Okay, you got me. I'm in." Like, <laughs> yeah. and I. I love that. I love that. Come in skeptical as can be. And I'm telling you, I just watched, uh, you know, the next episodes and I'm like, there, there are so many incredible stories. I'm hooked. I know what happens and I am so hooked in trying to figure out what's going to happen. Like, wait, you idiot, you know, what's going to happen. Um, but I, I fall, I fall prey to it as well. There's some really good drama ahead. Yeah. It's real simple. If you like bachelor in paradise, you're going to like this show. Like it's, it's, you need to think more Bachelor in Paradise. It really is less idol, less the voice, less singing competition. It really is about these relationships. And as, as we head into next week's episode, episode three, four, five, and six, these competitions, when they do perform, it's still about these relationships, the backstage drama. Um, are they in a fight? Are they just trying to fake it? Are, you know, what's going on? There's so many layers to it that when they perform, that, that's really just said this minute part of what's going on. Oh, totally. I mean, I, it's funny because I'm watching, there's so many like wrinkles on this episode that uh, relate to just, you know, I, what I like about the show, obviously with, you know, especially this podcast uh, and why I think why in general, the Bachelor's franchise is successful is that we're, we're dealing with real life dating situations, the dynamic of, I just want them to like me and the love triangles of everything. Um, you know, the show opens up with kind of everyone kind of digesting the last rose ceremony. You know, they're kind of, here's a new week, new beginnings. We always get the updates on the relationship. Who's the army guy? Is it Brandon? Brandon. Yeah. So like, I love how <laughs> classic, classic case of, he's like, you know, I really, I really, really, really like, I'm grateful for my time with Julia and I'm really thankful but and it's just like if a if a guy in the real world says to you, listen, re- I really, really, really had a great time and I'm really grateful like he doesn't like you at all. Like, I think. <laughs> well, and then how about flash forward to right after the rose ceremony? Oh, oh, my God. Perfect. Yeah, right. And that was like the another like classic kind of guy move. The bookends of Brandon, he starts that episode saying, I kind of want to keep my options open. Then he seems to settle on Savannah. And I mean. Moments after the rose ceremony, he slides up. He basically slides into Julia's DM and says, "Hey, um, still figuring out? I'm still figuring it out. You're still on the table." It's like, wow. And I love, I I love how Julia, when she's narrating what what Brandon did, it's if she's like saying, "This guy's a fuckboy. How dare him?" Blah blah blah. But she's saying it with a smile, and all she real, all she heard was, "I still might like you." Which, how relatable is that? Where it's just like, here are all these red flags. Every one of your friends knows he's just fucking with you. 
but you you just like that you have a shot. And shooters, it, it always takes me back to Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, yes. So, so you're, you're saying, saying there's, there's a, chance. a chance. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, like I'm I'm sleeping with four other people. I am actually currently engaged. I have five children. Um, you're cute. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> people hear what they want to hear and yeah. see what they want to see. And it is why the show is so fascinating. And it's why I tell people it really is that bachelor in paradise because you're not just getting Nick Vial's perspective and his dating life. You're getting everybody. So you're having Jamie who's really young. You're having Rudy who, wow, like sitting there, she went through six different emotions and characters and then slapped Matt before making yeah. out with him. I'm like, like what is happening? And, yeah. and the Julia, so there's so, it really is like paradise where there's so many different layers and so many different relationships and they're very different because people are coming from very different. Then you have the Jaden Tanner of it all with Chris and Bree who are just going to go have their own show. Uh, yeah, I, I love I, apparently that's so crazy. Now Chris is super sweet. Uh, what a, what a, it, they are going to be the, I think they're going to be the Jade and Tanner where they just like, you know what? We fell in love. We're going to go off and do our thing. You guys, you know, mess around. Um, we'll see if that lasts. And that's the thing, you know, these, these relationships that are seemingly strong will ebb and flow and people change. And that's when it gets interesting. So let's, let's kind of break it down each of, each of these relationships and maybe kind of chronological order. So like the big part of the show obviously was the, the Trevor and Jamie, right? And it's, um, you know, yeah, yeah, which I don't, I mean, it seems like the Trevor and Jamie show. We'll see if it will. I mean, who, who knows that? And that certainly can come full circle next episodes. Maybe Ryan pops back in, but, um, you know, I love that, you know, is Trevor a great guy? Not they're on a date, which, uh, I kind of teased it last podcast with Nikki Glazer. I was, I don't know if you know, I was, I live in Venice, California. Uh, I was on a run and I got a text from, um, Firestone. Um, and she's like, are you running past me? And I'm like, yeah. She's like, turn around. And they were, they were filming this date. <laughs> I was like, what? And so like, they actually walked past. I was, I was catching up with, uh, one of the producers and, uh, I saw him and, and it was, it was kind of funny to, to see that date. Uh, I yeah. Saw, like, Trevor's, Trevor's past is really interesting. Obviously, uh, Natasha, his, his, well, ex, girlfriend's friend came in and kind of blew him up and put him on on blast uh, in front of everybody that was aggressive um you know what is your thought on trevor and this is what everyone's gonna have to answer is he the f boy is he the player is he playing jamie is he playing this whole thing um kind of like he played his way through you know idol was yeah. he playing you know it's it's interesting i had a lot of thoughts about this i uh i didn't want to defend trevor you know like I, I was critical of him last episode. My general thought on Trevor is he's probably a fine guy. He's also just a dude. What he is not, and my criticism of Trevor, is that he seems so self-aware of how he comes across on TV. And he's not a bad guy. He's just a guy. What he is not is the overly sincere and emotional sweetheart that he wants people to think. That's my take. I think he's a fine guy, but he's just too like trying too hard to be super sweet and to me that comes it reads disingenuous right like but at the same time i don't want to like so i don't want to be defending trevor but like 
What did he do wrong? I mean, he might have done some things wrong in the past relationship. So here this Natasha girl rolls in like a fucking freight train. And she's like, I've never met this guy, but I've heard some rumors. And let me tell all you about it. And he better have told Jamie right away. He, but meanwhile, Trevor's known Jamie for, what, 12 minutes? Like, what do you, you meet someone and, like, give him the details of, like, I might have lied in a relationship before? Like, cast the first stone, you know? Like, you know, we've <laughs> Well, all- and yeah, I will say this for Trevor. I mean, he... You know, did did he own up to everything? You know, immediately with Jamie, no. Why would you say all that stuff? But at the same time, um, he was pretty clean. He's like, when he even with Natasha, he's like, yeah, we dated for a year and a half. I probably stayed in the relationship too long and made some dumb mistakes. And I was like, okay, that kind of sums everybody up in the world. I've done the right? same thing, and I mean, exactly. You know, if, so, if, if you shined a bright light on all of us, we probably wouldn't be that happy to have every detail of our life. Yes. brought out in the open and in revisionist history too. I'm going to tell it from my side. His girlfriend's going to tell it from her side. Every, you know, if there's a breakup, it's probably not because we loved each other too much and things yeah. are going too well. Exactly. Right. I mean, even the best relationships with the best guys, like if, if they leave the relationship, the other person's going to be hurt and they're, there's a good chance they might not see that person as, amazing or lovely or for all you know hit trevor's ex-girlfriend the last moment he might have talked to natasha was when when she was heartbroken and just saying a bunch of shit because she was hurt and upset and maybe she feels totally different about trevor now we, we have no idea but maybe trevor is that guy we don't maybe, know or he yeah i again i i my i suspect that trevor is a, probably a fine guy where do you like an interesting in, in general like where do you where do you come on the line of like the the, the emotional cheating conversation? Like, do I, I first of all, I do not agree with Nika, Natasha when she's like, "Well, that's arguably worse." I'm pretty sure, like, I'm gonna just put it out there that like I don't want to be emotionally cheated on, but if I have a girlfriend and she is having sex uh, intercourse with another guy, definitely worse than like sending a nude. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> at what level? At what level are you emotionally? Che- yeah, look, you get into the weeds of this. Is like, okay, are you starting to text somebody? Did someone slide into your DMs and you responded back? Um, is that emotionally cheating? Did you, you know, call them? Have you seen them? So, what are we talking about here? Um, yeah, you know, I, I don't know what he did, and so you would have to go a lot deeper into this story of, you know, did he get two years into a relationship that he shouldn't have been in? Realized he wasn't happy wasn't man enough just to break up, which he admits that's yeah. what the problem was. I should have just broken up, but I didn't because I was scared of the breakup and scared of hurting her feelings. And so guys and women do this all the time. You pull apart, you try to make things so awkward that maybe they'll break up with you. Um, you know, guys, oldest trick in the book, yeah. we all know it, but maybe that's what he was doing. And then he started this, you know, talking with other people, who knows? Um, totally. But totally. that's what I love about this show and about The Bachelor in general is everybody can relate to some part of this. We've all been in relationships like this. Maybe we've all done things like this and we regret it or we feel guilty. And you're like, yeah, it can happen. So it's very interesting. Totally. I, I totally agree. I mean, that's, and I was actually uh, uh, tech, texting with Nikki Glazer about it too. And, you know, it's just like, here's Natasha comes in she's like, he cheated, you know? And so listen, like, I've never cheated on a girlfriend. I mean, technically, have I emotionally cheated? Probably, you know, like, yeah, I probably have in a sense. I'm sure, like, I've been in relationships. I've related the, the Trevor's reasoning of uh, 
sticking in a relationship too long in that last couple months or like you're fighting, but you look back and be like, you know what? I probably shouldn't, I, I was flirting with this person. I was, you know, I was doing those things. But at the same time, even let's say you did cheat. Like, is that like, there's always that rule. Like if it, do cheaters always cheat? Is this who they are? If, if I meet someone and I start liking them and I'm really excited about them and then they tell me that like they cheated before, is that, is that a is it a non-starter or is it a case by case basis versus like well explain that situation to me you know that's and that's kind of another interesting. If you want to get deeper into this, it's like you know is it really is that emotional cheating or, or the emotional leap that makes you want to break up in the first place? It is yeah. your thinking. Uh, whoever leaves a relationship, it's your thinking that this isn't it. This person, this man or woman, is not my thing. And usually it's somebody else who opened your eyes or some other situation that opened your eyes to that. Now, is that cheating? Is that emotional? I don't know. Where do you draw that line of there's a reason that you have gotten out of this relationship and there's a reason that person wasn't the one. I'm not even talking about Trevor anymore. I mean, just in general, you know, to your point, if you're not in love with that person, if that person is not the person you're supposed to be with, you know, you would want to know what that relationship was like. What were those, what was the breakup like? Who, you know, where was your head? Where were, you know, were you young? Were you, you know, like Jamie saying, I've always been cheated on. Well, you were a teenager then probably, and you were dating teenage boys and that's what teenage boys and and girls do. They just, they're all over the place. Their emotions haven't settled in yet. So um, for Jamie to say, I've always been cheated on. It's like, well, if you told me that as a 38, 39, 40 year old, that's different than a 21 year old. So it's, it's perspective, it's life experiences. A lot goes into this. Totally agree. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, you know, even if you met a guy or a girl and she's like, yeah, I've cheated on my ex before that was seven years ago. And, you know, I, and you know, and, and what sucks for Trevor and he kind of, he can't get this back and and Natasha kind of ruined for, for, uh, for him is that we'll never know how honest Trevor would have been with Jamie as the relationship evolved, like it's not appropriate to like, it's not fair to expect Trevor 10 minutes into the date to be like, all right, I got to level with you. Like I emotionally cheated on my girlfriend of two years. Like, like that's something that you, you get into down the line of saying like, Hey, well, like, do you ever, well, I don't know. Do you ever get into it down the line? I think, you know, like, I mean, I'm in a relationship, um, with, with Lauren Zima and, you know, she knows I was married. She knows that I got divorced and we've talked a lot about my relationship with my ex and she was married as well. I've, I know a lot about Lauren's relationship with her ex. Um, you know, do you get into every detail and the weeds of everything? No. And, and, and especially, that's after we've been dating a couple of years. So, you know, if you're just meeting somebody, will you ever be so detailed that, you know, wouldn't you say this relationship wasn't right for me? Da, 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 da. Would you ever go, oh, and by the way, I emotionally cheated. Yeah. No, um, you, you know, it, 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 I don't know why that would ever can come into a conversation. Well, it, I guess it depends. It's situational, right? For like Jamie, what I'm saying is like she, like her, her storyline has been like, I've always been cheated on. And to your point, you're right. Like this might be all college or high school relationships. We don't know that for sure. But it would have made sense that eventually she would have expressed this to Trevor about insecurities that she has. And then, then maybe it would have been an opportunity for him to connect with her saying, hey, I'm going to level with you because I want to start this relationship based off of en- en- uh, honesty. 
I've been that guy, but here's the situation. Here's what I've learned about that situation. Here's what I learned about myself. I'm not proud of it, but I am proud of what I learned. And I hope to be like, you know, like that we'll never see that from Trevor. And now what makes it interesting is like, so we don't like, we'll have to see how he handles because Natasha totally ruined that for him. Well, and uh, I think to, and, and also if you go further, you're, we're always going to look now through that lens at Trevor. Yeah. No matter what he does, is he that guy? And as you said, I don't know if he can ever be that genuine, sweet, just good guy now because we're all going to look at him going, yeah, is he? You know, <laughs> so, yeah. you know, I don't know if that's fair or not, but now that's the way it goes. That's what Natasha did to him. See, so, yeah, no, so they come back from the date. Oh, by the way, I love how, uh, I got to say, they, they made $81 on their singing performance I in know one song. That was real. Oh, it's definitely real. But what sucks for for sucks for like the normal street performers is that you like clearly there were cameras around there. And I got to assume that's 81 people who are hoped to having a quick cameo on The Bachelor. Totally, totally. <laughs> um, although although I bet I doubt they knew what that was. I mean, because obviously we wouldn't have said this yeah. is for The Bachelor. This is your art. I, you know, and it doesn't make sense that it would be The Bachelor because these people are singing. So I, I bet they just, you know, it's LA TV, and it's Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, yeah someone's yeah. shooting a show. Maybe I'll end up on The Voice or whatever this is. <laughs> exactly. um, but yeah, you're right. That was people that thought, hmm, maybe I'll put five bucks in and get Instagram followers. Yeah. So uh, well, good for them. They made some money on one, one song. What a, what a great rate. That's a 80, that's 40 bucks an hour for each person. And I get all that. That's Not the even, best part. It's in my oh. contract. I get all panhandling money. Oh, great. Congratulations. That's, that's a win. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I love, and then Jamie comes back. She, it's, it's revealed to her about Trevor might be a bad guy. He might not. Um, and like most 21 year olds, uh, like, like Jamie, uh, she's upset to hear it. Uh, but she just really needs Trevor to say anything because she wants to believe Trevor. And again, we don't really know if Trevor is this guy or not, but what's funny is that like, this is like devastating news to Trevor, uh, to, to Jamie. And when she's talking about their conversation, she finishes it with saying, well, I just hope I get a rose from him. Like she doesn't care. Like she just likes Trevor and that's all that matters. Yeah, of course. Yeah. We, we hear what we want to hear. We see, what we want to see. And we all think that we're going to be the different version of that and that it won't happen to me. And that's, that's positive. That's how we all think it's human nature. Again, it's why it's fascinating to watch is you can see someone going down these tracks and going, you know, do you not see the train coming? Um, and I'm not saying that's the case for Jamie, but we've all been in those types of relationships where everyone around us saw what was coming. Um, and you know, Jamie is hearing and seeing what she wants right now. And she is, you know, fascinated and, and she's crushing on the guy right now. Oh yeah. She's, I mean, yeah, she's crushing on him and it's, it's Trevor's to screw up. It's, I think that's safe to say with, 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 with Jamie. Uh, so is, was the next date Julia and, uh, Brandon, was that the next Chris, one? Chris, no, Chris. Chris and Bree went out. Um, and then, um, actually, uh, yeah, no, Julia, um, did not go out with Brandon, oh, no, Brandon yeah, the- and Savannah went out. That's right. No, wait. That oh, that's right. Okay. So that yeah, Chris. Oh, uh, Chris and what was her name? Bree. Uh yeah, it was a sweet date, not much going on. The thing I remember most from that was Bree being like, I've never like I love how they're all talking about they haven't really dated other musicians. And Bree like she literally is just like, Well, I like to communicate in song and I haven't had that, so I haven't really like she's basically saying she likes to fight singing. Like <laughs> 
<laughs> she, she's like, I haven't been able to express myself because my other boyfriends didn't want me to sing to them while we were fighting, which I thought was... <laughs> By the way, sign me up for that too. I, I don't yeah. want you to sing to me while we're fighting. I could not imagine like every conversation I have with a girlfriend. She busts out the guitar and starts singing to me. I would just... Uh, that would be pretty awkward. But they I, definitely have that chemistry, man. When they sit down, when they sat down in the uh, the record store there or the uh, guitar center and then started singing to each other, I'm like, wow, they uh, they are sexual. They have chemistry. Yeah. Do you, I, do you really think you can fall in love in a week? Uh, Rochelle, have you ever seen The Bachelor? I've seen it happen before. <laughs> Look, no, but in positive reinforcement as you go. Um, but right now, I do think Chris and Bree are like, this This could be it. Like, I may have been hit by the love rock, and this is over. Um, and it was interesting. Again, they were having their show, and then Julia went on her date. And shockingly enough, while they were on their date, that's when Brandon and uh, uh, went on his date. Uh, yeah, no, just go, though, it's, you know, it's great producing and they're doing a great job. Grubhub's been a lifesaver for me recently. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I try to limit how much I go to the grocery store, obviously. Um, but you know, I, I, when I do, I, I pack up, but like, honestly, it's like, it'll be like five or six, six o'clock. And even if I have groceries, I'm just like, screw it. It's just so much easier. I just go on my Grubhub app. I yeah. pick up my like favorite you know, Chinese food, pizza, like, it's amazing. I mean, Plus, it's such- you feel like you're doing a good deed because we're trying to help save the restaurants that we love. That is true. Support your local restaurants. It's an excellent point. Uh, and even the people delivering uh, your Grubhub meal, uh, that's work for them. You know, make sure to tip your your delivery people, always important. But, uh, I mean, also, I'm just being selfish. It, it just It just makes my life easier. So <laughs> yeah. the added bonus is you are helping out uh, uh, your community and your local restaurants and you're getting great food and you don't have to worry about making dinner. And it's, it's nice. I don't know. I always feel like a, I feel victorious every time I use Grubhub. I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Just for our listeners, if you download the Grubhub app and enter promo code VIALL, you'll get $10 off $15 or more for new diners. That's promo code V-I-A-L-L for $10 off any order of $15 or more for new diners. So download the Grubhub app today and use promo code V-I-A-L-L to enjoy the restaurants you love delivered. And like I said, support your local restaurants. Or Rochelle, she said. <laughs> I, I just, I love it. Um, and uh, so, yeah, so Julia and, and Sher- Sheridan, um, I love Sheridan. Sweet, clearly a sweet guy. It's like a guy who looks like he could be uh, an extra on one of those biker shows, uh, but in reality, is just like the softest teddy bear. And probably my guess is his biggest criticism of that he gets from women is too sweet. He's too nice. Like all the women, they friend him up super fast. Is my my guess with him. Um, and, and you just feel like he's that guy with the guitar on the beach. that's about to get sand kicked in his face because, yeah. you know, the big brooding uh, army sniper guy is about to swoop in and steal his girl. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 100% poor, poor guy. But I got to say, I was really uh, impressed with uh, uh, Julia's voice. I know we touched on it last week. I honestly, like Rochelle mentioned, she has, you know, cystic fibrosis. I, that was kind of lost on me in the first episode with, you know, kind of remembering all the, the characters, but um, 
I'm curious, do you, do, can you tease a little bit? Do, do we learn a little bit more about that and her life and kind of her struggle with that? Because it is a fascinating element. I don't know if you know this, Chris, but Rochelle's sister uh, has cystic fibrosis, and so she's heavily involved in that community. And I've I learned a little bit that through that uh, world, through Rochelle. And it is, it's fascinating to, to the, get to know these people because you know, how they approach life is different than most. They really are, they're good at capturing each moment, right? And because um, time is time is that much more uh, limited for them. And, it, and you even see that in Julia where she's just like, yeah, I care about her, but I'm focused on me right now. And, you know, she's not the only one to do that, but there's clearly an assertiveness that Julia has. And I, I hope that we learn more about that aspect from her. Yeah, well, I've been involved uh, with cystic fibrosis as well for uh, since I started, probably like 18 years now. Um, American Airlines had a huge event, and I got involved with the American Airlines uh, event that uh, was all about cystic fibrosis. And there were these three young girls at the time that were the face of this, and and their life expectancy was in their young teens. Um, and then they made it that far because obviously things have been progressing. Um, there, and it is fascinating knowing that side of cystic fibrosis where you always kind of have a deadline on your life of young 20s. Okay, now you can actually live into your 30s and now you can actually have a family, but still it's it's not much beyond that. And yeah. so Julia is thinking, I have an expiration date and that is this mentality of cystic fibrosis and it's horrible, but that is indeed the case. And she has this zest for life, you can tell, of living in the moment. And I, I think you will see a lot more of that as we move on of her diving in and and her, where that, her, her philosophy kind of comes from. Um, but for me, it was interesting to hear from someone like that because I, I've kind of been involved for a while and I know that feeling and I know that story. Yeah. That, that'll Are be they going to show her like doing her treatments at all? Cause I know there's like a lot of stuff she has to do every day. Just to yeah. Good point. I don't, I don't know. I've, cause I haven't seen uh, in the, the next three cause so the, the, you know, behind the scenes story of this uh, as far as production goes, people were clamoring and saying, well, you know, throw this show on earlier. We're in a pandemic and we're quarantined. Guys, we were, this show didn't, wasn't supposed to be where it is anyway in our oh schedule. And we shot this right after Bachelor and we crammed it in and getting this on when we were supposed to on April 13th was next to near impossible. Oh, wow. Um, and that's with everything being perfect and being able to go in and actually edit this in our regular edit bays and our student, in our offices. And we had to shut down. So the last month, three weeks of this, we were tearing down edit equipment, guys, you know, post departments, taking this stuff home. We're trying to have Zoom conferences and notes. And, and I, on Thursday of the premiere week, so we're, what, three or four days away from the premiere, I got a rough edit. And, I mean, there were still graphics of where things needed to be. My voice wasn't in all of the stuff it was supposed to be for the voiceovers. Wow. I'm like, we are struggling to get episode one on. Um, so I haven't seen a lot of the stuff because it's just not done yet. We are yeah. throwing everything we got because these people are home editing the show and kudos to our crew and our family, because I don't know if any other group and production could pull this off, but we are such a finely tuned machine, our post department. I'm literally in my closet doing voiceovers for each week now. Um, and so if they sound a little hollow and a little different, that's why, I mean, we're, we're still piecing this thing together. Wow. That's, yeah, that's, a, that's, that's amazing. And so I guess an answer to your question, I don't know. I haven't seen everything. We're still editing this show as we go. I, I've just finally seen uh, episode three being put together and it's still wow. not entirely done. 
That that will be interesting though. Hopefully, hopefully they can because kind of to Rochelle's point, I mean, you know, cystic fibrosis is a lung disease. Obviously, it affects your breathing. Uh, I don't know much about singing, but it takes takes some lungs to do it, you know. And and it takes. And she has an incredibly. I was really. One of my, one of my favorite voices so far is hers uh, on the show. I really, if nothing else, whether you know it's a huge spotlight or whatever, I think we will be out of this have this great spotlight to talk about cystic fibrosis. And so yeah. I, I love it when we can, you know, I'm not saying we're saving the world, but I like it when we can shine a light on social issues like this. Totally. And, and she will have a platform now to talk about this, and I can go talk about this more. And um, that's that's kind of a cool aspect of this is is people will maybe look a little deeper that why haven't they spent as much money uh, on cystic fibrosis as they have cancer and everything else? It's like, well, the truth is people were dying too young and it wasn't worth the money for people to put money into it. And that was the sad, sick truth. And so now that people are living longer, some of these companies are like, okay, yeah, let's find a cure. Let's dive and spend more money on this. And so, you know, when we shine a light on things, things change and things happen. So that, that'll be cool. Yeah. They've done some, they've had some incredible progress. I know there's a pill out there. I mean, there's a, I mean, Rochelle, Rochelle's sister's on it. So there's a, a lot of a lot of hope in that community as of the past year or so. I mean, I don't know if how that how that's going, but it, it seems to be trending in a positive direction. So uh, hopefully uh, we'll be able to hear Julia's voice for, for a long time. But uh, back to her relationship with Sheridan, she doesn't like him at all. It's <laughs> 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 uh, poor guy. It's just, you know, um, she, uh, she, <laughs> you know it's like it's like it, he had this happen last week he's a good singer right and i think when he performs he definitely like i think all women or all people are attracted to talent right and so when he does his thing people are just like wow you are you know you're good you're good i still don't want to sleep with you but you're very good at singing <laughs> you're and a I, good dude and you're you know, a good dude. Yeah. Yeah, you're a really good guy. Yeah. Um, so it he's seems- that he's just. I feel like he's that little fish, just just hanging on the line, yeah. and it's just. Oh, yeah. And and Julia's like, well, I need a rose, and so, but uh, uh, yeah. as soon as Brandon comes back, just know this is going to happen. So yeah, and so talking about Brandon, he he. Well, he the date card comes in while while uh, Julia and and Sheridan are on a date. So you know, I mean, Julia's not even there to be asked. So. You know, what is what is Brandon going to do? He's, he can only deal with the cards that are dealt, you know. Yeah, why not take Savannah? Uh, absolutely. Uh, shout out to all the producers and the people in the show. Uh, I love the Dresden date. Uh, uh, homage to uh, homage to the swingers movie, The Swingers. Um, uh, really just cool. I mean, it felt like I was watching the movie, The Swingers. And I uh, shout out to, to Bennett. I know he he's good. He loves doing that stuff. Um yeah, you know, there are a lot of Easter eggs in, in all of our shows when when because we're all pop culture fans and, you know, Bennett and um, Elon, when he was on the show, Rob Mills, our executive and, and Mike Fleiss, the creator of the show. We all love pop culture. And anytime we can kind of slide something in, a lot of times just for us, um, you know, oh, no one else yeah. will even notice. But it's like, <laughs> you know, we, we will see it like the couple at the Dresden. You know, I'm glad we spotlighted them in the uh, end credits that, you know, have been together for 38 years. They they are performing there all the time you can still go see them they've been there you know were, since were, the first were, they were in the movie swingers weren't they that couple i believe they were i haven't I'm, watched swingers almost, in probably I'm, eight to ten years i'm almost certain they were yeah 
the uh, uh, do you remember on my season where they uh, put the kid inside the uh, the machine where you like the claw machine at the roller skating rink? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there, where they pan through, and there's a child inside the machine. <laughs> Which had uh, nothing to do with anything other than no, there's a kid inside the machine. Um, so yeah, I mean, as far as Brandon and Savannah, like I don't, I don't know. Maybe that relationship will evolve. It's it seems more to be more about the the love triangle rather than any of the relationships. Uh, Who do you think when when you see Brandon uh, with Savannah and with Julia, where are you feeling the chemistry? Well, you know, it's interesting because. I don't really feel chemist. Here's what I think. I don't think Brandon really likes either of them. I mean, I think that's the honest answer, right? I think, yeah, I'm actually, I'm a hundred percent certain about that. Um, I, I think that he's going to convince it. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm sure he, I'm, I think he likes Julia. I think he likes Savannah, but he doesn't like, either of them particularly that much more than the other. I think he might be slack, slightly more attracted to, to Savannah. Um, but I, I don't, like I said, that's why he's good, like leaving the door open for Julia because he's like, he's more or less, I think indifferent is my guess. Um, that's my guess. Yeah. I'm my guess, but I'm almost certain because like, that's life. Like when you're not, when you're not totally sold in any one person, you kind of, that's when you become the fuck boy. You're just like, you know, you're both fine. You know, like, and I like attention, so I'll both let you chase me. But I, but I will say this for Julia. What I, I appreciated about her is, is the day after the rose ceremony when she did say, hey, or I mean, after the date, she's like, I, I, I had a good time. And, and I want to know where you stand on this, you know, because is it so definitive when she said, look, I had a wonderful time, but I, I don't want to just shut the door on everything else yet. I still want to, you know, I haven't even had a chance to get to know Brandon. So is it fair to say that, you know, she doesn't like either one yet, or is it fair to be like, look, this is also new. I'm in, in a dating situation. I'd get to date a little bit longer before I had to make a decision. Oh, totally. Um, so well, I, I think- at least respect to the fact that she said, Hey, that was wonderful, but I oh, just totally. at least want to see what's, what the deal is with this. Julia, I mean, well, I think Julia, I mean, it's pretty clear that Julia prefers Brandon, right? Like, but he's, she's, she's on, she's unsure about how Brandon feels about her. Uh, and that's where you get this kind of fun love triangle, but you're totally right. I mean, sometimes the, uh, the, the downside of the bachelor world is the expectation from the, like people calling dibs, so to speak. It's just like, you know, if someone asks you out and you go on a date, it's just like, uh, how do I deal with this? Like, I remember like on, on when I was on Paradise where Leah asked me out and I said yes because it was like, I mean, I don't know. I don't know you. I wasn't initially expecting anything with you, but like, let's just go out. But then it's just like, I kind of knew that I wasn't really feeling it, but like, who knows? And so then you go on the date, but then you immediately in that world have to be like, hey, listen, here's the thing. I don't really, you know, really. Um, and so you you unfortunately kind of have to be the bearer of bad news. But yeah, I thought Julia handled it perfectly with, with, with Sheridan. I mean, what, what does she, 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 Sheridan knows where she stands. I think it's pretty clear. He still picked her though. He did. Yeah. At the end, because, you know, look at the end of the day, you know, going back to um, Nick's point about Jamie or about, it's like, you hear what you want and you're going to hope what you want. And at the end of the day, he's like, well, if, if I give her this rose, maybe she'll see that I am the good guy and I am, you know, I'm doing the right thing. And 
you know, again, you're like, saying there's like, a chance. If, you, if she accepts a rose, there's a chance. Also, like I was thinking about this too. I mean, hum- we all do it as humans, right? We all listen. We all f- hear what we want to hear. And as humans, we all have a way of doing things that hurt us. Uh, we like pain. We self-inflict. We are, we are our own worst enemies. But I can't help but wonder if musicians are even worse for like more or less inspiration, you know, like the people who like they always talk about like, you know, some of their best songwriting is when they're heartbroken and, and great art comes out of great tragedy. Right. So I, you know, I, I when can't. We get to, when we get out of this quarantine, there's going to be amazing yeah. art, uh, not just music, but all kinds of comedy and things that are being written. And I mean, it'll be astounding. And that's yeah great heartbreak and look at Taylor Swift her entire career is you know one heart you know broke break up after another yeah I mean John Mayer's best work was you know his his all his breakups you know I, I even kind of talked about that in terms of like what motivated him when he was writing songs but yeah it's so true so I'm watching this thinking like I mean, we all again everyone does it. it's not just musicians but you know people going after what they know deep down isn't going to work out only to and create more pain for themselves is like such a musician thing to do. <laughs> um, so that maybe explains it. Uh, what, Can we who, talk about Mel? That so awkward. She's so in love. The with kiss, him. the kiss with Brandon. Yeah. Yeah. She had a big crush on Brandon. Went into she, the, you know, I, purple, I have to, I have to give her credit hair. though. Purple hair. Yeah. Uh, well, one of them, she was the uh, one that had started on night one with purple yeah. hair. I, I loved Mel. I actually really liked her. She was uh, an amazingly smart woman. And um, I found her fascinating to get to know, uh, even though she was on a short time because she went home at the end of this episode. But um, I, I like that she, you know, she took her shot. You know, she's like, I like Brandon. I'm going to take a shot. I'm going to go in there. I'm going to make out with him. I'm going to tell him how I feel. And I, I like that she went down swinging, uh, you know, good for her. <laughs> Yeah, no, she uh, she definitely she seemed like a, a really cute kind of quirky person. I, how did she describe it? Where she's like, when she was talking about her head and her heart, but she used very unique adjectives. She's like, it tickle tickles my brain and warms. I don't know what she said, but it was. Uh, I was like, oh, that's an interesting way of putting it. It was uh, the, the whole aspect of doing this with artists was very different, and and the music aspect of this really took it to a different emotional level, and. Again, it's like the Chris and Brie date. Um, great. That, that's a cute date. Then all of a sudden they start singing and you're like, whoa. Um, Julia's date, same thing. It's like, okay, good date. They're on the radio show. That's a typical bachelor, bachelorette thing. And then they start singing and you're like, oh, okay, I see this connection. So it really, it, it ups the game because, you know, a bachelor, bachelorette is vulnerable and they're stripped down emotionally. But then when you sing, that's a whole other level of, of just being exposed. Um, and so I found that just to be a fascinating aspect. I wasn't expecting to get from the show. Yeah, no, that I actually, I've, I've, I've really enjoyed that too. I'm me personally. I don't watch singing shows. I don't watch music competition shows. I've seen them. I get into it when I watch them, but I don't, but I, to that point, I've, I've, I've surprisingly enjoyed that aspect of it. Like for example, when Julia, like, you know, started singing, I was, I kind of went back and watched her performance again. I really, I really quite enjoyed it. It was like, wow, what a, she's got a great voice. Not a good voice, not an okay voice. She's got a great voice. Well, wait till next week when you yeah. see the competition and you see some of these people, like, uh, you know, there are some performances where, and, and you know, some are like, oh, okay. Mm. And really? then some people, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're not like, 
crazy, crazy cringeworthy, but they're not great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, and then you see those that just, you're like, wow, I would pay to go see them at Staples Center if there was such a thing as concerts anymore. Totally. Uh, I'm a little concerned for Jamie. Like when she's saying she had like seemed like a decent voice, but she's two for two on dates where the guy's like, I'll carry you. Like where the guy, she's like, oh, I, I loved how he like helped me out. And I'm like, well, from a singing aspect. Interesting you say that because there is more to that. And you're going to see that next week. And um, there's actually this great moment with Kesha, who's one of our judges. And Jamie, because there is a, a thing that you're hitting on that we are going to expose and oh, it okay. starts next week and it carries on. So actually smart to uh, be in tune with that because there is something there to that. Nice, nice tease. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that because, yeah, I don't know, maybe it's a confidence thing. Uh, it could be a youth thing, but she definitely uh, likes that other guys are leading for her, but maybe to her detriment. And I'm actually I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, what, what Kesha has to say about that. Sometimes it's scary how astute Nick is at uh, picking apart the show and, fi- and seeing things. And <laughs> I, I, I come on, Chris. I see the show like The Matrix now. It's just I just I just see green. I because I, I listen to your podcast and I, and I and I watch all this stuff and I'm like, wow, he really you really do have a discerning eye when it comes to these relationships and to um, breaking down the show and how it plays out. It's very interesting. Uh, well, thank you for for better or worse, but you know, I've I found I found my I found my niche, I guess. Those that uh, can't do. Yeah, <laughs> podcast. People are always like, "How do you give relationship advice?" I'm like, "Because I just like I do something and I say the opposite. Like it's it's that simple." Um. Uh. So so yeah. With the, so then we kind of we have the we're at the cocktail party at this point. Uh. Always kind of good to kind of uh, find out where everyone's at. I I love share. It's, it felt. felt I felt bad for Sheridan on a lot of levels this episode because even when he's narrating it, he's just like, well, you know, if if it goes well, she'll like me. And if it doesn't go well, she'll like Brandon. But like, yeah, we know, you know, the moment that was really telling for me, he was at the uh, by the fireside chat with Savannah. And he's like, yeah, uh, you know, Julia's off with Brandon. And he's and, you know, they're both just like and he's like, yeah, you know, like, like he needed to commiserate with somebody who's like yes. feeling the same thing. Cause yes. you just tell he's, you know, like, I'm used to this. Don't worry about it. You know, <laughs> I got yeah. this. <laughs> didn't he say he surprised she even gives him the time of day? I was like, Oh, I know the underdog, always the underdog. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, that, that rose ceremony was interesting because you really, and I like the way we did the rose ceremonies where they would leave and, and go, um, you know, a little different than paradise in what we're used to. They would be waiting. And so there was this other element of having the camera in the room and the couples waiting to see which couple would come next um, was very interesting. It was kind of a cool aspect of the show. And maybe we take that to paradise. I, I like that new wrinkle. I got to say from a production standpoint, it must be, it must be even more torture for the cast because clearly it's going to take longer. You have to wait for them to walk down. You're sitting there waiting and waiting. So if you are like a person who's afraid of that, they might not get a rose. That's got to be just even worse. Um, and, and then, you know, next week, as I said, uh, you, you will find out why early next week, but everything is about to change. And so those types of rose ceremonies will be completely different as we head forward oh. because the whole aspect and face of this show is about to be, turned on its axis. Uh, I can't wait to find out what that is. I got to say, I'm, I do have a question for you when it comes to rose ceremonies and advice that you give on the show. Will will there be a Chris Harrison advice crossover? Will you be telling uh, people on Paradise and on The Bachelorette to listen to their heart 
right before they give off roses? Or is that specific to listen to your heart? Because it, it plays either way. I, it really does. It really does play either way. And I don't know. I think maybe I may have to, that might be one of those little Easter eggs I slip uh, in one time of just like randomly at a rose ceremony, <laughs> like listen to your heart. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe we will see what happens with Trevor and Jamie and some other people, but if they find their way onto the beach, like maybe when Jamie's up, you can just be like, well, hey, listen to your heart. Uh, uh, but I'm already sick of it. So, uh, but I, you know, I, I will just keep saying it over and over and over. It's, uh, I know that probably isn't totally on you. Is my um, Wait, so do we know for sure if they will be on Paradise in the future? Can you say? Uh, we don't. Well, we don't know anything as of now for any of these shows. But, um, you know, I do see a world where, you know, a Jamie, a Brandon, a, you know, a Savannah, I think it's got to be certain people that fit that totally. bachelor world. Um, and as Nick knows what I'm talking about, it really takes that certain kind of personality. Uh, and I think you're smart enough to look at this cast and go, Oh, okay, they fit. Ryan. They don't really fit. Um, Ryan's a shoe in for Paradise. If Yeah, and it's not them. a. Uh, it's nothing against these people. There's just some, you know, some people aren't going to, that, that chemistry and that uh, personality won't quite fit with the, with the rest. Um, But yeah, a a Ryan, a Jamie, um, you know, I could see a Brandon, I could see a Rudy, I could see some of these people and it's not to say they will. I'm just, I could see that happening for sure. Wait, wait, am I, wait, am I confusing Ryan with, okay. Ryan is. Ryan has the ellipse. He's a, he's he's the uh, Andy Grammer looking. Yeah, so I mean, Ryan Ryan could fit, but that's not who I was thinking about when I said Ryan. Who's the Mohawk guy? Uh, Matt. Matt. Matt is a shoo-in for for personality wise. Matt is the one that didn't know my name, so he's not yes. ever going to be on another that's show. That's true. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, he's a good. He's a good dude. I like Matt. Um, yeah, I've I've the I've asked I've asked around people. The producers seem to like him. Um, yeah, he's good. And you know, it's funny. I, in all honesty, another behind the scenes thing we didn't actually show. When I first walked in that night, I actually said, hi, everybody. I'm Chris Harrison. I am the host of the show. I should introduce myself because I know a lot of you won't know this franchise. And that, that was part of the fun for me is nobody, you know, I knew, look, there were some fans, some super fans there that I know did know, like, you know, Jamie, Rudy. Some of them were really into the show, but there were a lot that were like, I, you know, I'm just here for singing and maybe we'll find love and they, they didn't know the whole game plan. And so it was kind of fun to go in and just explain everything. And everything I did was new and exciting. Like if you're on the bachelor, you know, okay, we're probably going to start traveling. Some point we're going to do hometowns, exotic, you know, all that stuff. Um, So it's not like a big shock when I announce it, but on this show, they didn't know, like they didn't know the next performance was coming up until I told them that next morning after the rose ceremony. So that part for me was fun to see genuine, naivete, genuine excitement and, and uh, adrenaline when we would announce and do things. Totally. And I quite honestly think that makes this particular show a little bit better because the one criticism the show has gotten over the years and to no fault of its own is like through social media and the success of the show, new cast is just like too aware of the show itself and they become inauthentic on their own because they are doing and saying what they think they should do and they've seen other people do it and maybe they've even talked to alumni and when you kind of go in totally oblivious to the to the production of it all you're getting more authentic reactions and i think you see that a little bit on this show but there's uh, a, this show's maybe given us some new uh, new wrinkles that uh, maybe we'll see in uh, other seasons of The Bachelor and Bachelorette. Yeah. Maybe shake things up a little bit. Totally. But speaking of Ryan, I do. I, I really enjoyed the uh, him him and Natasha. I I gotta say. Uh, don't believe Natasha. One, what she's like. No, I'm super into nerdy, cute guys. I I, I would bet a 
what all the money I have that if I got to see all of Natasha's ex-boyfriends, uh, they, they, not one of them is remotely similar to Ryan. Like he, he, every one of her ex-boyfriends is like from Jersey Shore or some like New Yorker. He's got a couple tattoos. He's probably a dick. Um, when I watched that, I thought my first thought, and again, maybe it's genuine. Maybe it turns out to be amazing and a great love story. But my first thought when I heard that was, oh man, guys, guys are dumb. Like guys can just, you know, some pretty girls in front of us. It's like, uh, no, I like, uh, you know, scrawny guys who have never been successful and live with their parents. You're like, oh, great. Let's make out. Yeah. You know, he he was was like, that was Ryan's little response. Okay, cool. Like, great. Yeah, I, I'm going to hear what I want to hear. I'm going to see what I want to uh, see. And um, but yeah, I mean, I, I really like Ryan, sweet guy, but he definitely reads is Ryan seems more into the music than the women on the show right now. Um, and maybe that's because there's just no connections there. Um, and, and fair enough, by the way, in, in their defense, as, as you do sometimes in paradise, it's like, look, um, I'm not going to marry this woman. This isn't the thing, but let's form some sort of friendship that we can, you know, bond, move on to next week. So we each totally. get a rose, we can move on. And then there's newcomers. So you're excited about, okay, maybe I will find love. And, and you both understand that things can change. And so there is that aspect too, of just kind of moving on. And, you know, I think yeah. that's maybe what you're seeing because that happens in paradise all the time too. Speaking of newcomers, there's that one brunette, very pretty girl who might as well have been from the art department. And maybe she literally was because like, She's like a total hottie and like she was just like there. She might as well have been the couch. <laughs> like you didn't, didn't didn't see her, didn't hear from her, and then she's gone. Gone. Uh poor, poor girl. My guess is she didn't uh talk too much. Um and you know, it's it, it's I feel bad when that happens, whether it's you know, this show, Paradise or whatever. You know, maybe I feel worse on this show because these people may not know as much of what they're getting themselves into as opposed to paradise. But I always hated when people will show up on paradise a day or two before go on a date. Oh, it's like no rose. And they're back, yeah. you know, flying home from Mexico. And I'm like, you know, I wish they could have stayed a little longer, but you know, it's also like picking kids. I, I you know, it's like, who do I want to go home? Like, I don't want to lose any of them. Yeah. Uh-huh. How do you decide? How do they decide who comes in at what time? Um, it depends. I, honestly, sometimes it's logistics of, of Nick is busy and can't be there for day one. And so, okay, Nick will come week two or week three. Um, sometimes there are stories that we think will play out later in the season. You don't want to just throw everything in the skillet at once. Um, and so it just depends on story, on logistics, on people's schedule and all those things kind of go into it. When when someone might produce the most drama versus when they might not, you know, it you know, all goes into it. So I guess we'll finish uh, recapping this episode. I do have some, you know, uh, State of the Union bachelor questions for you before, to wrap up. But um, um, so it seems like obviously the relationships to watch are, you know, Trevor and Jamie. What What's going on there? I'm curious about that. Uh I mean, you guys, the tease in the previews, the Savannah versus Julia, um, we even get uh, a kind of a fourth wall, you know, get away from me, which is always a great sign for drama uh, when when Cass loses. I can't stop recording. Yeah, sure. Okay, they'll just, yeah. As if like, uh, you know, any like in the history of TV, when someone says stop recording, as if that, that anyone listens, <laughs> that's when you really, that's when you're like, get another camera. Yeah, get five more cameras. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited about that. Anything you want to tease other than the things that you already have about things that uh, we can, uh, look forward to and, and be excited to see. Yeah, I'm just, I'm glad everybody's loving this show as much as we love putting it on, but there, everything it really is about to be, you know, shaken up. And as I love to say, everything's about to change next week. Um, performances will start. So the dynamic of the show changes, but it really is still about these relationships. And that what, what to me was so cool was, like you said, it's not about the performance. It's about who's performing with who. So it's like, okay, Savannah, Julia, who's singing? Who's really good? Who sucks? So it's like, you can kind of, it's this other aspect of dating of I can get over on this girl because I'm damn good and he knows it. And so um, it's this wild turn of events that, brings in tears and drama and it is the the performance and that actual rose ceremony and what the judges are doing is almost just a small part of what will stir the pot as well um so it was fascinating and i think the show really takes off i mean starting a show is always difficult you got to get in you got to introduce the characters what's about to happen is really we're at a, a launching point episode three on is this thing really takes off well, I look, I look forward to seeing it. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it. I'm, I'm my guess is, I know, because it's like what six or seven episodes. Yep, uh, six. That I, it'll probably leave you wanting more, but that's, that's a good thing. But speaking of wanting more, um, what can you tell us? I mean, about how things are going. There's rumors out there about, um, you know, Claire season, maybe you guys might just do everything in a hotel. Is there any update that you guys have for us? Can you, can you let us know? Because once this, once uh, listen to your heart is over, we're going to be, we're going to be starving for uh, bachelor content. Uh, you know, Mike Fleiss, Rob Mills and I, all the producers, we, we are talking constantly about, content. How can we provide content and how can we do that quickly? Because as you just mentioned, as soon as listen to your heart's over, there is a hole of, of there's no content. So what can we do in the interim uh, before we can get Bachelorette on? You know, are there specials we can produce? Are there things that we can do um, and do it safely with minimal crew, uh, maybe even do it right here in front of my fireplace um, via Zoom, somehow pull this thing off, which Idol's going to do. Some specials are already happening on network TV. So I think that's probably first and foremost, how can we create immediate content? Um, and then our big priority is Bachelorette, Claire season. Um, it's premature to even you know, think right now where it's going to be done, how it's going to be done. We're, we're, we are putting every idea out there. We're throwing everything against the wall because we don't know the scenario. We don't know yeah. what our, you know, what the world will dictate, what our governor, what the laws are going to be, what the rules are going to be, you know, can we travel? Maybe we can travel domestically and it's not that big of a deal. Maybe we just have to stay in the mansion. Maybe we have to go to a resort. You know, who knows? It's, it's, you know, there is no decision made. I can tell you that it's premature sure. to even think there could be because we're all still quarantined. We have no, no idea how the world's going to look. You know, they're opening up beaches in Texas and Florida and golf courses and things like that. It seems to be going well. And, you know, we have flattened the curve here in California. And so you expect the reins to be loosened a little bit, but um, we will definitely make that a priority. As soon as we can get back, we're definitely going to, but we got to do it safely. Yeah, totally. Uh, and we appreciate you guys doing that. Is it safe to say that, you know, again, we don't know anything, but if the franchise is forced to make the very tough decision to 
well, we, you know, with limited time, we're just not going to be able to produce uh, the Bachelorette and Bachelor in Paradise. Is it safe to say that para- uh, Bachelor in- that the Bachelorette is the priority? Definitely safe to say that Claire and the Bachelorette's are priority. Okay. Um, you know, in the pecking order, first of all, it's next. Um, it's it's what we are ramped up to do. We're prepared to do it. We have, you know, we casting is still open because again, um, the idea that all these people can just pick up after a pandemic and come in and do this show again without jobs and their lives. And, and if maybe they're not healthy, who knows that's naive as well. So we're still casting Claire's show, but that is our priority. And that's definitely safe to say. Okay. Um, now where that falls in the calendar and what we're left with, that's up to, you know, when we can get out of this, you know, if we can't, you know, if we can get back and do Claire soon, great. We'll still have summer left. We can do paradise. But if all of a sudden it's September, October, November, yeah, because just, of this, this damn virus, who knows? Uh, so time. yeah, it's just, it's just, you know, and then you got to get back to the bachelor. Then you got to get back to, you know, where we are as far as creating, you know, this franchise and the bachelor and bachelorette, they are definitely our priorities. That's our baby. That's what started this franchise. It, what, it's what drives this franchise. So you always have to put them at the top of the priority. Totally. And they're the feeder system. I mean, you can't, I mean, could you could you throw Bachelor in Paradise together with the with the cast, the available cast that exists? Sure, but it wouldn't be, it, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be as good, and you'd be limited. And um, that's why. And 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 you want to be able to use maybe people from Listen to Your Heart and people from Claire's season uh, that will blend in with Peter from people from Peter's season um, and Colton's and all that. So it you know you definitely it, it is that feeder that makes. There's a reason Paradise is so good. It's because you know these people and you know them from this last season. So uh, yeah, one kind of begets the other. Um, all right. Cool. Well, thank you for the update. And the only last question I have for you is, uh, do you have any opinion on all these quarantine bachelor hookups that seem to be going on? I love this. Uh, Look, Nick, I need to do, I'm, I think the first special I do is bachelor quarantine. Um, after the final (laughs) quarantine. Yes. Yes. I mean, there needs to be an after the quarantine because I mean, you got <laughs> Hannah that went off in quarantine with Tyler, but they're not anymore. Where is that? And then you got uh, Kelly and you got Peter and, and Dustin, who sadly must be a bizarre third quarantine wheel. Um, or a thruple. Maybe, maybe it's a thruple. Uh, my guess, maybe they started off like he was the safety valve. Like, you know, you would have brought like, I have, I have a blind date, so I'm going to bring Nick on. Uh, to come with me if it doesn't go well. Yeah. It does well. Hey, Nick, buzz off. Well, you can't buzz off. There's a quarantine. quarantine. So now <laughs> he may be that sad safety reserve that is now stuck there. He's the in- he's the Instagram boyfriend to film all their content. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, wh- where is that relationship? It seems to be going very well, whether they define it or not. They're at least on the quarantine TikTok yeah. level. And that is really the new level of relationship. You are a quarantine <laughs> relationship then you take your relationship to TikTok, <laughs> and that really validates a relationship. Yeah. So, so when's um, Chris Souls and Victoria going to be? Yeah, I mean that that was out of left field. I gotta say, I was. Uh, I still don't even know if that's no pun true. intended. I, I don't know if uh, any of that is actual factual or true. Um, journalism has really taken a big nosedive in this day and age of actually validating things. The only reason I will say I've seen Hannah and them talk about it. I've seen Peter and Kelly actually confirm it. Um, I have I have not seen Chris or Victoria confirm any of this. So, yes, uh, I've I've heard from multiple people that seem they they seem to be at least together. But who knows? But I will. 
And you and you asked me immediately, what do I think of all this? Great. You know, honestly, if everybody's being safe and smart, um, and you can argue they weren't to a certain degree on some of this stuff, <laughs> there is a sense of being a knucklehead and not social distancing and, and being as smart as they should have been. I will deal with that as a father figure later. Sure. Um, but in all seriousness, if Hannah finds love with Tyler, great. If, if Peter is finally happy and finds somebody, awesome. If Chris Souls, who I, I really care for and, and think is a good man, great, man. I love it. I think Victoria F. is a good, good woman. So super, man. If you find love in the quarantine, I'm all for it. I just yeah. love that our show is absolutely generating more content during the quarantine than anything else. And it's, it's not even on. Totally. And I just, just to point out, uh, in terms of, yes, we can, we can argue whether it was safe, but it's, uh, the criticism, if, if you're going to criticize Victoria and Chris, uh, you have to criticize Peter and Kelly and, and Tyler and Hannah. Like, I'm not, I know what I'm saying in terms of like the safety of the, uh, you know, whether it was safe to travel. Like, I mean, I, I've heard, I've seen out there with like Victoria and Chris criticism, like, oh, well, you couldn't wait, but like, this was going on when Peter and Kelly are flying. So like, I don't think it's fair to criticize Chris or Victoria if, if they are in fact hanging out any more than any of the other couples who decided to quarantine earlier. But I agree with you. Like, I mean, Chris has gone through a lot the past few years. The guy's been stuck in Iowa. You know what? If it's a real thing, you know what? Good, good for them. And or even if it's not like, let them define it, let them figure it out and, and good on them, you know, and, and look, everyone's going to pick everybody apart. That's what we do in America with, you know, the pandemic and quarantine. It's like, you're not doing it like me. You're not doing it like you should. And, um, you know, there's no, there's no perfect in this. We're all figuring it out. And, and we're also trying to live our lives. And yeah, people are making some slight mistakes according to this new, these new guidelines and rules, but they're also just trying to, to live and they're young. Yes. And, um, it'll you know. be, it'll be fine. I, I totally yeah, agree yeah. with you. Yeah, and and to, to our knowledge, none of them, you know, Colton did get it. Um, he's better, thank God. Um, and, and oddly Cassie's family didn't. So who knows? Is there going to be a, a prize at the end of listen to your heart? Like, do they get yeah, the ultimate the ultimate idea is that we have one super couple at the end of this that the judges will eventually choose after all these performances. You will have one mega couple that has obtained it all. They have love, they have found each other, but at the same time, they're about to embark on an amazing music career together that we will launch. Um, oh. You know, well, I would have said pre pandemic, they would go on tour. They will eventually, but they will go on tour. They will perform. They're going to work with um, producers. They were going to record music. Um, I believe music video that the whole nine yards, we are going to launch a couple into stardom. It's going to be Chris and um, uh, I keep forgetting her name, Bree. Yeah. That's my prediction. Maybe, maybe Julia and whoever she ends up with. Uh, I think people are going to think Trevor and Jamie, but like, I think there's a more. I think there's better connections out there, and I think there's more talented uh, performers on the show than than those two. Nothing against them. They're they're fine. They're good. They're cute together. They're the they're they're more they're the they're the traditional bachelor couple. You know, cute, good looking people. Like they can sing, and they would they would do just as well in the Bachelor or Bachelorette. But I think you have if 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 music's going to be part of that equation of super couple. I'm going to say, I'm going to say Chris and Bria, my early favorites. I'm voting for Rudy and Matt, actually. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I thought they by had the a way, hot kiss. 
And by the way, hot kiss. And uh, I don't know if you remember, but Rudy's got some pipes too. Oh, she yeah. can yeah, flat she can, out sing. She can sing. I just want to point out that if your first kiss is super hot just because you slapped him first, that might be the start of a toxic relationship. Redefine yeah. your, I was going to redefine super hot because to me yeah. it was like so awkward. Yeah. I'm like, I mean, she's like, should we kiss? Should we not? Slaps him. Kiss. Uh, I'm like, whoa, what just happened? Listen, there's a time, there's a time and a place to spice it up and I'm not criticizing, you know, uh, foreplay or, or even a little bit of uh, mutual aggression that's, you know, with safe words. But I don't know if, if that was a, I don't know if that's a, I don't know if that's the start of a good relationship. You like you, I don't know. Things might get stale too, too quickly if you're counting on that. Uh, I just thought, I just thought like when I first saw that, I go, man, think of that was the opposite. Yeah. yeah. Well, think if think if Matt had done that to her. Oh God. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, or, Nick I mean, got uh, choked one yeah, time. That when, didn't go yeah, when I when I got choked by. Uh, what, Remember Jamie. Chris? Yeah. And, <laughs> when she in the Virgin Islands, I'm like about to send her home, and she's like, "I could choke you," and then she literally does, and I just like I was so over it. I just like, Nick's like, "This is thank. This is what I've always been hoping oh, for." This, this my is God. I love you. Let's get married. <laughs> I gotta say, I don't think I enjoy being slapped or or choked oh, ever. Slapped. Uh, yeah, I think it's because my brother used to pin me down uh, when he would beat me up, and uh, he would slap me. Uh, you know, just like yeah. that, that. So yeah, that I would rather you honestly punch me in the face <laughs> than yeah. slap me. Yeah, uh, I don't like uh, being slapped. Either one. If a girl hits me in the face, I'm chances are I'm not really. My next move is probably not to kiss you. Has a girl ever hit you in the face? No. Have you ever been slapped? Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not by not by not by a girl uh, that I've been dating, and, okay. and not from a fight romance. You know what I'm saying? Not in like yeah, right. Not in a uh, passionate movie movie style. Yeah. Uh, nothing like that. Um, no. no. <laughs> so, I don't know. Uh, we just, by the way, I love it when Nick goes down a deep hole. You can see him go down the rabbit hole in his mind when he yeah. just gets kind of quiet. <laughs> it's more like I honestly would take anything at this point. You know, I'm stuck right. by myself. And I right. Can, I think, yeah, we're all uh, like, I would, I relish a bad relationship at this point for most people sitting there at like, home. I've more or less kind of sworn off bachelor relationships, but like I got even now when you see all the people coupling up, it's like, you know, fuck it. You know, maybe I just like get rid of that rule I have for myself. But, uh, Hey, why, my theory is this, and Lauren and I talk about this, whether it's, you know, age, looks, like where you are in your life, um, what they do, why narrow anything? It's so hard to find somebody, you know, and I, I say this to friends who even religious stuff where it's like, well, I only date, uh, you know, I'm looking for a good Jewish boy. I'm like, well, wow, that takes a lot of people off the table. Maybe just find somebody and then see what you can do I, with that. I couldn't um, agree uh, more in general. I think I'm a me, big believer in giving it a shot, but I, I, I mean, I, I, yeah. but I get your point for me. It's just more like, uh, and I, you know. I, for example, if I were interested, like, let's say it's Victoria F like, mm -hmm. you know, like there's a lot of people, Chris and Victoria F let's assume that's going on are not the only people in America breaking these rules or maybe they start on a FaceTime of they're course. like, fuck it, get on a flight or whatever. But like, I'm just, I, if I like someone, I want to give it a real shot. I don't want the It puts so much extra pressure yeah. and, and so much. Like, I don't want to 
So I would have to like meet someone, talk to them and like yeah. really be like, I really, really like you to like even go there. So I'm just more hesitant specifically with just bachelor relationships. You just got to do what uh, Zima and I did. We just kept it secret for about six or seven months and you yeah. have someone you can really trust and uh, you keep it on the down low. That, yeah, it, that's the trust part. I just, I, I, the, the trust part with like people it's, uh, in that world is sometimes. Yeah. Well, but I, one I, person tells one person, all of a sudden it's on Instagram. You're like, okay, great. That's the thing. It's not those people. They, you tell one friend and then there you go. But I, gen- I will agree. I absolutely agree with you in general that we have way too many um, self inflicted rules on people we should or shouldn't date. And it's just like, how do you know, man? Um, so I'm only going to date a guy over six foot tall. I'm only going to date him if he has like makes this much money. I'm like, wow. Okay. Well, um, you don't really make that much money. Why, yeah. why are you putting a demand on him that he needs to be a millionaire? Like you, right. he had to go to college and graduate. Like, did you graduate from high school or? Yeah, exactly. So it's like, it's amazing. The stipulations we put on the people that we don't even have. So totally. yeah, I say, give it a shot. So Totally. Uh, Chris, well, are you Chris, learning guitar? There's a guitar right behind you. Are you trying um, to get in on th- that? I, so actually not this one. Uh, this is a, this is something I, I bought at an auction, uh, for a fundraiser. Um, but I actually have several guitars because, uh, years ago, um, a lot of people are musical on our show. Nick knows this, uh, Martin Hilton and, and Alon plays guitar and, and Mike Fleiss, the creator of the show. And so I was always so envious. We, and we would have these jam sessions and no, nobody knows about this, but at the end of our shows, we would just, you know, after the final rose ceremony, producers and all of us, and sometimes the couple would, we would have these jam sessions and, and just sit by the fire and crack a beer on whatever beach we were on and, and sing songs. And, and I was always so envious. And so the producers as a gift gave me a guitar back in, uh, I think Emily Maynard season. So years and years ago, um, and I would travel with it just because I wanted to, and I would teach myself. I have a lot of time on my hands sitting in hotels and all that. And I, and I taught myself to play guitar. And so I don't play for anybody and I don't, I'm not a good singer, um, but I do love it now. And, and I will mess around a little bit playing guitar. And, and I taught myself just on the road and I'll never forget. I was so jet lagged. I was sitting there and it may have been Brad, Brad Womack season is when it was actually, because it was Emily Maynard when he met her. And I was sitting there in South Africa, completely, I was quarantined, locked in because you can't go out at night or you'll get eaten. We were on this game preserve and I just sat there all night because I was jet lagged and um, that was it. That's how I, that's how I learned. That's, that's great. Um, yeah, I knew, I do, knew, I do, knew, I knew that Martin and, and, and Mike and Rob all were big music guys. So that's, uh, that's, Cool. This one is actually, uh, this was for my son because it was uh, Imagine Dragons. Uh, oh, wow. Host, I hosted, I'm good friends with them and I'm a big fan of theirs. And um, I hosted their big event in Vegas because they're from Vegas. And as soon as, and as soon as they were done performing, this, they did an acoustic set. They auctioned off all the guitars and all the equipment. And awesome. so I uh, went up on stage and had it signed for my son. Very cool. Uh, Chris, I really appreciate you taking the time to uh, help us recap, listen to your heart and catch up on all things Bachelor and find out how you're doing. It's always it's always fun to have you on. And I really appreciate you taking the time. I, I can't wait till I can actually see you. Nick's one of the last people I saw when I was out in public. And um, that was the, my, my event. And since then, we've been locked in. So you guys uh, stay safe and uh, yeah. just, uh, oh, let's just good. cocktail some. Before I before I let you go, can you uh, give us an update or a quick plug on on your uh, wonderful rosé drink? Oh yeah, tropical rosé. It's finally it's it's been slow because of the quarantine and getting distribution out, but the people that have found it, it is flying off the shelves, which is awesome. But Seagram's Escapes, tropical rosé. Um, 
it's fantastic. And by the way, my new version of it, I'll put it on ice and then put a little shot of Tito's vodka in there to give it a little spike. Ooh. That's my new jam. There that you is, go. Uh, it is, but yeah, it's in Total Wines, Walmarts, um, depending on where you are around the world, Jewel Osco's, HEB's, uh, depending on where you are in the country, but it's nationwide and uh, it's doing great. So uh, well, yeah, well, and it, you know, when, hopefully it'll uh, be the best post-pandemic drink too. There you go. Well, when, when batch ravine parties are allowed again, maybe it's even on Zoom. If you're not uh, drinking Seagram's Rosé along with it, you're not being as authentic as you can be. Exactly. No. Thanks, brother. I All appreciate right, it. I appreciate it. Thanks so much. Well, thanks for listening, guys. We definitely appreciate you tuning in. And again, we thank Chris. Uh, don't forget to check us out tomorrow. We have uh, Ben Higgins joining us. Uh, great conversation with Ben, a good friend. Um, haven't had been on before. And uh, we really, you know, talk about some of our insecurities and things that we've uh, enjoyed um, sharing on on one on one basis and what it's like to have been The Bachelor and some of our insecurities about ourselves and from the show. And I, I really think you guys will enjoy that episode. So make sure you check that out tomorrow. And as always, we will, uh, I don't know, yeah, see you tomorrow and see you on Monday. Thanks for listening.